Welcome to the official Offshore Europe 2023 podcast, live from the Wood Stand. We've got a jam-packed schedule of podcasts this week, where we'll analyse the latest industry trends with our Wood experts and some special guests. In our first episode, we're going to be discussing how artificial intelligence and the new digitised world are optimising asset maintenance. I'm joined today by Gordon Buchan, our Operations Director for Europe, Middle East and Africa, and our Global Lead for Wood's main AI digital solution. Welcome, Gordon. And Stephen Kelman, our Operations Director for the Americas, and our Global Lead for our Iris Edge methane abatement technology. So welcome to you both. Thank you for joining us today. So asset operators are faced with the challenge of increasing production, extending field life quite often on mature assets and doing so as cleanly as possible. So Gordon, I'll come to you first. How can digital solutions help with this? How can they maximize production? How can they help to extend field life? Well, I think the value from a digital and AI driven solution is about trying to quickly identify value as quickly as we can and then helping ourselves and our clients get to that point as quickly as quickly as possible, you know, and I guess, the, you know, typical examples of the products that you mentioned earlier. Um, I think one of the main things, though, is that we're focused on a value driven outcome. So the, the, the values from the digital solution or the AI technology that we use needs to make a tangible difference, you know. Uh, no, I agree, Gordon. I think, you know, we hear a lot in the industry these days. It's all about data. You know, it's all about taking a client's data and using that as the tool. And I think, you know, when we look at what we're doing is taking the data, using it to make a tangible outcome and not basing it off of opinions or basing it off of anything. It's actually based off of the, the client's data and using that to help us as well. Yeah, and what's really um, what, what's really exciting for myself being involved in this is that, you know, things that took people months to do, we can now do in a matter of seconds. And that that freedom to learn quickly you know, unlocks huge potential for us to understand where to focus and understand where we need to make a difference. No, you're absolutely right. And I think it's all about how we can do, as you say, do things faster, do things smarter. And it's about helping customers to, you know, have their workforce doing something that's more value adding. So rather than spending time doing admin tasks that can be focused on, if we think about maintenance, start looking at predictive maintenance rather than just doing what the maintenance system tells them to do. So it's allowing them to actually, you know, take that step, think smarter, and then do those value-adding activities rather than just doing what's on the system as well, you know? I think one um, one typical pain point we see it was, uh, was in the organizations that we that we work with is the lack of capacity. So, you know, assets, organizations are capacity constrained to the moment. So AI and digital tools is about helping, giving that clarity about where to focus time and effort because there's only a finite amount of time available to these organizations to make a you know to 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 make a difference um and that's you know that's what we're trying to give back with the solutions that we uh, that we put forward no i agree and i think it's just really about you know listen to what our customers are saying taking the power of that data um and you know building upon that is you know you say we're you know as an organization like wood you know we have you know, resources and um, experts all across the globe is actually helping our customers with that capacity challenge that they've got. They're bringing in additional resources to support as well. And, and maybe I think a, 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 a real example of that in the main TI world is when we deliver projects of that type, we're processing 
hundreds of thousands of data points of performance history, failure modes, and all this this maintenance data that's been created by a customer. And what really I really like is we managed to translate that down to a single number. Yeah. So the numbers either greater than one, equal and equal to one, or less than one. And that tells us how reliable that asset or system is, and that allows us to understand what the opportunity is going forward. No, I agree. Absolutely, Gordon. So one of the key themes of Offshore Europe and in Woodzone's strategy is around decarbonisation and how that's going to be a key enabler in the energy transition. How do digital solutions help increase that? How can they help us get there faster? Yeah, no, I think uh, on that one, Sarah, it's a, it's a great question and it's something that you know we're seeing more and more in the industry these days. You know, if, and as you mentioned, as part of, of Wood's strategy, um, you know, you look at from my perspective, being based in the Americas, the introduction of the Inflation Reduction Act in 2022, which is still kind of coming into force at this stage, has really driven a lot of that from a policy standpoint, from a, a tools perspective. Um, you can see, you know, even just walking around offshore Europe this morning, there's a load of different tools out there in this space. Um, you know, we're lucky as well that, you know, in partnership uh, with Explorable, we've uh, launched our own technology, Iris Edge, which is one of the world's fastest um, methane detection tools. Um, so, you know, that's something that we're seeing and as the conversation with the clients come in is enable them to help understand again where their problems are so then go and look at fixing them. Yeah, and I, th- I think, you know, an example of Iris Edge is a really exciting product where you're able to see the unseen, I suppose. And actually that correlates to a lot of this data overload that we have because there's lots of information, lots of data points. The challenge we have to maximise production and, and, you know, and, and economic life of fuel is to make sense of that quickly and I guess the other special ingredient out thereafter is having the right domain expertise that can actually convert it into something that makes a difference. And that, again, is something that we're really passionate about, is that combination of data, analytics, and then domain expertise from all the, you know, the 30 plus years we have of operating in environments all around the world to help get the customer, customer value. No, I, I think that's, that's the key, Gordon. You know, I've said it already, but it's all about data. You know, it's given the customer that information on where they may have an emission, where they can then look at that and actually take that to then make a decision on what do they want to fix, when do they want to fix it. But also, you know, when we look at, you know, taking the Inflation Reduction Act as, as its own individual piece is, you know, the, the government in the US will start fining operators next year based on their methane emissions. Now, that legislation hasn't yet come into force in the UK region, Europe, Middle East and to Australia, but we're starting to see the same pressures come in from the, the governments and regulators there that you know as time goes on it's about how can you help a customer with understanding where they've got pain points where they can fix it and i think you know at wood as you say with the the tools that we've got the benefits that we can bring and that global reach we can really help our customers do that yeah so you know it's 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 there's a lot of challenges that we have in in, in industry and in the world at the moment and obviously we're passionate about being part of that decarbonization journey and we're only going to be successful if we leverage all the tools and techniques we have available yeah. to guide us in the right direction going forward. And, you know, and, and I think Iris Edge is a perfect example of how these products and solutions can, can really make a difference. No, absolutely, sir. I guess there's direct and indirect there as well. So I guess a product like Iris Edge actually helps you spot emissions and then repair them and make the decisions around it. But digital solutions could also help with, you know, less people 
traveling longer to more remote assets and then that cuts down carbon footprints as well. Absolutely. So domain AI is about identifying what the right work to, to be done at the right time. And obviously the knock-on from that is about getting the right calibration of maintenance intensity. And we use lots of techniques to support that, be it more predictive based and prescriptive based models, where we use that data to, to define when to do work as opposed to more traditional models. So understanding what is valuable allows us to make sure we only put commit resources when we need to, and we're committing resources at the, the, the time that we need to in order to prevent failure. So that improves reliability, availability, production efficiency of all oil and gas uh, facilities. It also helps us manage the risk component of our, of our workforce because we're only asking people to do work when it's actually needed. And every time we, we ask people to do work, we're exposing them to hazard. So it, it complements not only, not only decarbonization and, and you know, cost of business, it also supports that, that lever of protecting our people. No, absolutely. I would, I would agree with everything Gordon just said there, Sarah. And I think it's really about, you know, looking at, you know, taking taking that information, um, understanding some of those challenges, and then looking at, you know, how can we, you know, as Gordon says, work smarter. So in terms of, you know, taking, you know, from an IDF's edge perspective, you know, really looking at, okay, so we've got all these emission points, if, if that's the case, whatever that may look like. And then at building that plan of how we're going to fix them, where we're going to fix it. But also at the same time as doing that, taking the power of the information that we can gather from main AI, bring that in and decide, well, what other maintenance can we do at the same time so that we're only having to shut down a piece of equipment once or we're only having to mobilize a specialist team to site once rather than, you know, in historic means where, you know, well, the CMS system says we've got to do this today, so we're going to do it today. And then, you know, you might actually then in three months' time take the system down for another piece of maintenance that haven't thought about it. So by aggregating all that data to understand, you know, what's happening and um, what we need to do and, and fix that. I think that's where we can really get that power of, you know, limiting the emissions, as you say, from a mobilization perspective, but just looking at what else we can do to kind of, to help with that space also. Yeah, and again, I think it links back nicely to that capacity piece. There's organizational capacity, be it financial, uh, uh, personnel, whatever, you know, we, we, we need to manage, uh, we need to improve with what we've got. And I think we only, we're going to do that by leveraging the data that we have yep. and then, you know, making that data available to people that can, can I guess, uh, translate it into something that, that delivers a tangible outcome, be it, you know, be it production, cost, risk, you know, where we, we believe that, you know, that's, I guess, part of everything that we're trying to do with at the moment. Yep. So it. Sorry, were you going to? No, no, you no, no. To add? <laughs> So I guess, what's next then for artificial intelligence, digital solutions? What does the next five years, 10 years look like? What needs to happen next? I guess, uh, honestly, I don't think anybody knows. Um, I think, you know, when you look at artificial intelligence, um, digital tools, it's going to be everything that we do um, as part of our day jobs, as part of our life. So we have something that we have to, you know, factor into that. I think if you look at where we were five or 10 years ago to where we are today, probably nobody could have foreseen that as, as, the, as fast as been. I think, you know, you look at it from an AI perspective, it's advanced so fast now. Um, so really, it's just about being agile. Um, I think, you know, when you look from a, from a wood perspective, you know, obviously as part of our strategy, you know, digitization is, is a clear cross-cutting driver across that. Um, we see that as a core part of what our customers are asking for. 
uh, what we need to do. So I think it's just going to continue to increase um, as we go forward and just something we need to continue to learn about and see how it can help us to work smarter as well. So, Yeah, I think for me, AI will become a colleague. It's just going to be a helping hand in the working day and just part of everything that we do. So, And I think it's quite interesting, you know, so Steve and I both come from operational backgrounds, so we're not um, data experts, so to speak, but what we're really excited about is actually that helping hand, that spit, that colleague who can process information quickly, effectively, consistently, repeatedly to give us the best insight of where where performance is. Yeah. And that allows us to take action. That allows clients to take action. That allows us to define the roadmap to, to going forward. So, yeah, it's an echo Stephen's point. We, we don't know where it's going to take us next. I think we need to embrace it. We, it needs to become part of everything we do, but we need to do it in a measured way. And we do that by ensuring that the outputs of that analysis, the outputs of any AI type engine, we have the right right domain expertise to interpret, interrogate, calibrate, and ultimately give give organizations that, yeah, you're on the right direction there. And I think that's, that's All fun that to, in nature yeah. to everything to do. Yeah, and I think it's also about, you know, you see various different articles in the media and industries. Is AI moving too fast or are things happening too quickly? And I think to your point about being measured, it's just about understanding where it can help us, but also understanding where actually maybe it doesn't add value. Um, but it's really about, you know, where where does it support us to make smarter, faster decisions? Um, and I think, as Gordon says, that ability to really process data, process information at a much faster pace than, than any of us three, could sit and, and kind of look at a document or whatever is is really useful, um, and I think you know as you, you know, just even just with you know playing around with different parts of it on the internet is you know it can it can spit out things that would take us you know weeks to do. So it's just about you know really using that as a as a power to to support our expansion as well. So, and and just, I think it's become part of that resource mix because you know we are faced with you know. There's skills challenging in our energy industry at the moment. So, and we, based on the pace that we need to move, the pace that we need to change, we're not going to fully close that skills gap. So we need to rely on other ways, other means. And I don't think we should fear that. We just need to, we just need to approach it in a measured manner. And then, you know, just be really have the right people to interrogate what comes out of it. So we're, so we get trust. And it's, a, and it's like, going back to my work, my colleague comment. We trust our colleagues that we work with every day. We need to trust the AI component as well and in the same manner. So in our podcast series this week, we're going to ask all of our guests a question relating to the theme of Offshore Unit this year, which is accelerating the transition to a better energy future. Stephen, I'll come to you first this time. What does that mean to you? I think, you know, the transition to a better energy future means... um, it's not an either or, you know, oil and gas is, and energy security is clearly a key component of what the industry needs. Uh, we do obviously recognize, you know, the, the need to kind of, you know, advance that transition. So I think really the message for me is it's not either or, it's it's how do we work both in tandem um, to kind of help us get there. And then I think it's it's also about, you know, thinking of the theme of, of this podcast and, and how that links into that is really how do we use the data and the digital tools that we have to support that transition. Um, and I think if we get that right, uh, we've got a real successful kind of outcome that will 
it will help us all to get to that um that you know better energy future as well so i spoke a few times about ai and 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 our digital tools only make a difference when they focus on an outcome so you know i think what's really exciting is about us defining what is that better tomorrow what is the outcome we're trying to achieve then all we need to do is calibrate our digital the digital power and the ai intelligence that we have available to us with the right people to you know to focus on the outcome so uh, for me it's always about focus on the outcome and calibrate either ai toolkit and our digital digital developments to help us get there quicker smarter uh, uh, you know beyond what we saw was possible Thank you both. Well, that brings our podcast to a close. Thank you both for your insights. Thank you. Thank you.